This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. It is Brooke, and I am here with Melanie and Rachel. And hey guys. Yeah, and so you are joining us in the middle of a series of called How Do We Respond? Um, we're addressing an assortment of different topics, some of these that would be considered hot topics of the day and ones that we feel that maybe the body of Christ, just in general, has not responded to very well or... Mm-hmm has just pretended wasn't a thing yeah. at all, yeah. right? So you said the topic of today. Yes, <laughs> today's topic would definitely yes. fall Yeah, we just like to pretend it's not a thing. Um, <laughs> and so we're looking at these topics and basically asking the question, how can we be motivated to better respond to others in love? Um, and we're covering things from singleness to divorce to special needs to unplanned pregnancy, mental health, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and our theme for our theme verse for this series, which I don't think we've ever done, right? Did no, we say that? But I think it just we said right. that. Yeah. yeah. So I like, so this is huh. the theme, and it's 1 Peter 4 8, which says, Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. Uh, so today we're going to be covering a topic that I would say, as a whole, the body of Christ, or you'll hear me say the church a lot, mm-hmm. um, hasn't done a great job of really addressing head on. Mm-hmm. And that is the topic of infertility and loss. And it's something. Mm-hmm we care a lot about here Mm -hmm. at Mercy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. And we just want to say as we head into this conversation um, that for those of you who are going through this or have been through a similar journey, our hearts break for yours. And there are no words that we could say or are going to say on this podcast to make everything all right. Um, We want to be sensitive to your story and at the same time also not be afraid to ask how can we do better because I think kind of what Brooke had referred to just now, you know, with the church addressing this head on is that we haven't asked those questions because maybe we've been too afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want to, we want to do better. And how can we serve you in ways that are genuine and kind without being assuming? Uh, so Mel, I know this is a topic pretty near and dear to your heart. And because you and your husband walked through this, some of this over the past year too, do you mind sharing just a little bit of your experience? Yeah. With yeah. Us? I mean, uh, I will say that I had always heard throughout my life, especially just, you know, from women specifically, that you don't really understand the pain of this struggle, whether it be infertility or it be that you've lost a baby. Like, you don't understand it Mm -hmm. until you've experienced it. And I totally believed them. I was like, I'm sure that's very true. And then, you know, we experienced some of that. And I was like, oh, no, that's very true. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't understand the depth of pain that this could bring Mm -hmm. into someone's life. Um, And so I I agree with that fact. And so I think maybe first and foremost, just to say uh, it really is true that if you haven't, if you haven't experienced this and you haven't walked through it, um, you're not going to be able to really fully understand the level of pain, but can you just be okay with the fact that you don't Yeah. like, can you just accept it and and own the fact that you don't totally get that? Yeah. and therefore be open to hearing and learning and engaging in these kinds of conversations with people who have. For those of you listening who have walked through that or are currently walking through that, then you know, like you understand uh, the depth of that kind of pain. And, you know, I will say that, um, like, you know, my husband and I, just to be, 
you know, share a little bit of our own journey. We, I wouldn't say that we walked through a season of infertility. Like we, it took us a little while. Like it took us a lot longer than we expected. We were in, you know, as I've shared on the podcast, a few podcasts ago, we were later in life getting married. And so there was kind of this, you know, not like, Oh, we're in a hurry, but like there was a little bit more of a sense of like, I don't, I don't have forever here. Mm-hmm. You know, like if we want to have children that we, you know, we kind of need to get on it. And as most people do, they had, a, we had a really solid timeline on how we thought the Lord would do that. And, uh, you know, we're going to get married a year later. We're going to try to get pregnant. It'll mm-hmm. take us a couple months and then we'll have a baby. It'll be great. Uh, not at all how it panned out. And so, you know, just that, that, we did get at least to the point in trying to have a child that that fear and anxiety started to really kick in of mm-hmm. like, oh, this is taking a lot longer. What's going on? Yeah. And man, just even the early stages of that fear, uh, it was intense. Um, and and having to grapple with like, what if this doesn't happen? Yeah. What if we can't do this? And just, I mean, that, that, was, that was hard. And that was even just kind of in the early stages, literally – we were kind of one of those, you know, you hear this story, I think, a lot in these circles, but literally the month that we started doing fertility testing was the month we got pregnant. Um, it was mm. just kind of ironic. Yeah. Uh, my poor husband had to go do the test that the men have to do, bless oh. them. Oh. And literally, we hadn't even gotten the results back when we found out we were pregnant. Oh, and we were wow. like, well, I guess we're all right. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> that's not always the case, you know. Right. But I mean, obviously, we were excited and yeah. thankful that we were able to get pregnant, you know, and that is not everybody's story. That's not everybody's journey. I only know the beginnings of that fear mm-hmm. and what that felt like and how intense that was. Um, but yeah, you know, after trying for a while, already being completely off the timeline that I had prepped for the Lord. Um, we, you know, got pregnant and then, uh, we lost that baby. And so, uh, again, that's where I would say, yeah, that's where I was like, Oh no, I had no idea that you could experience this level of pain and grief Mm -hmm. over a baby that you only knew existed for a few weeks, um, that you never met, you know, that you hadn't even felt yet. You hadn't even seen on a ultrasound yet, you know, like that I could still experience that level of pain and grief Mm -hmm. didn't, didn't know that was possible but then I was like oh that's why all the women say what they say mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm, I'm saying women but it was an extremely painful process for my husband too so I don't mm-hmm. want I certainly don't want to leave the men out of that so yeah it is it's something yeah. I'm very passionate about just because of the experience we walked through yeah yeah well and I think even though I know yours like you said wasn't as long as some people and and really everybody's story is completely sure. individual to them but I think that being someone who kind of, I don't want to say walked alongside you in that process, yeah. but was with you yeah. through a lot of that, the way people handled it was pretty, pretty terrible sometimes. <laughs> and that was the short amount of time. Yeah. Like I was kind of, as you were talking, I go, what about those people that have been dealing this for a long, like that gives a yeah. lot more space for people to not be great. Yeah. And so, you know, and of course everyone's heart is to be good, but I think that, you know, there's a few kind of key points that, I want to bring up in yeah. this and, and really that is, um, and again, saying this is, you know, being your friend in that process is allowing people to be hurt and angry at God. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. you know, not shaming them for feeling hurt or questioning their faith yeah. mm-hmm. or questioning their relationship with the Lord. Um, 
but providing that space for them to process their emotions in a healthy way. And the number one thing is a lot of times we get scared for people when they're really sad and when they're Mm -hmm. grieving because we have no idea what to do. And we have to remember that the Lord can handle it. And so if they're having a crisis of faith, that's okay. You just support them through that and pray them through it. Mm -hmm. And you don't even have to pray with Mm -hmm. them together. Mm -hmm. Go pray for them, you know, at the house. And, and I know I can say like, we just kind of ward for you guys during that time, you know, and just, I know a lot of people did, but it wasn't about us being at your house every day saying the right things. Right. You know, it was about covering you guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just thinking back to like anybody who's followed Mercy Talker, followed our Anger at God series where that Mm -hmm. was was just very soon after that. Uh, The things that I was thinking and feeling towards the Lord freaked me out. Right. I was like, what's going on Mm -hmm. with me right now? And there are people that I was like, I don't even think they would flip out if they knew I was thinking these things. But Brooke, like you were one of those people that I knew Mm -hmm. I can say this to and it's safe. Right. You're not going to freak out on me. Like, wait, what? You're doubting the Lord's existence (laughs) now? You know, like, what do you mean? No, it's not okay. Like, no, you allowed that. Yeah. And that was huge to have those people in my life that were like, we're not intimidated or scared by the fact that you're like really doubting God right now. So that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I'm really glad I was there for you. <laughs> Thanks for in this moment. I'm like, man, I'm a really great friend. <laughs> I'm so good to being a friend. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, I'm just laughing in this moment. Um, another thing, and this is something I obviously, as a clinician, am very, very passionate about. But churches, for the love of all that is holy in mm. this world, create a referral list of counselors yes. so that people can easily begin searching for one that yeah. might work for them. Yes. Vet some people. It is, you know, and look again, growing up in the church, also my parents were both professionals in mental health, right? I can just tell you, it is the church's responsibility to have a really solid referral list. Yeah, mm. it is. Good, and right? and yeah. different, different kinds. Okay. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. from a pastoral counselor, biblical counselor to, you know, licensed counselors to psychologists, psychiatrists, all of those things. It is your responsibility to understand the resources available for your community. Absolutely. Um, and how much better you will feel when someone comes to you and you're like, I don't know how to support you, but I know some people who might be able to. We will yep. pray for you, but these people can walk you through that grief and loss in ways that we just can't. Yeah. You know, um, so, so good. you know, I just anyway, I would say it again, but. You can rewind it and listen to it if you need to hear it. Um, can you rewind a pot? You can. Yeah, you yeah, can. Just yeah. do the little yeah. arrow backwards. Little, that's so just that's rewinding. Right that's right. it. One more time. <laughs> it is. Um, and then, you know, kind of my last point in this is really the acknowledgement <laughs> of those who are struggling to conceive. Um, really honor that and yeah. that it is a struggle. Um, honor those who have children in heaven. Mm-hmm. and spiritual children, you know, basically yeah. on earth, just as much as you honor those who have biological children. So, you know, Mother's Day, Father's Day, those sorts of things. And and I will say this, I don't think I've ever shared this with you, um, but when Mother's Day came around after that and it was important to you to say, like, I don't know that I would have thought much about it, mm-hmm. to be honest mm-hmm. with you. And then when it meant something to you, I was like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Because you're right, because you yeah. just don't understand yeah. until yeah. you've walked through that, that yeah. what yeah. that means, you know. And so then I started really thinking about that for other people. And, you know, I probably would if it had been one of my clients, but I don't know that I have just in the daily yeah. functioning yeah. of life. And so, yeah. um, you know, I learned a lot myself mm-hmm. through that, mm-hmm. how to how to consider yeah. those, you know. And just acknowledging other, that, like... <clears throat> Your um, 
I mean, for those who've lost a baby, yeah. and maybe that's the only baby that they've conceived as of yet. Yeah. Like, you are already a mom. That's and right. I needed yeah. people to tell me, like, you have a child. Yes. And so even now, uh, you know, as enough. people asked um, in, as in the pregnancy that we've just had, you know, like, oh, is this your first? I didn't always say this, but for some people I said, well, it's actually our second. Yeah. Right. We do yeah. have a baby yeah. in heaven. And, you know, I, I didn't yeah. say that to everybody because I was like, I don't want to say it to the random person at Target. And they're like, oh, actually, this just felt weird. So, but like happens. for those who I felt comfortable with, I could say that, you know, um, because the Mother's Day immediately following our loss, oh, yeah, I was yeah. scared. I was legit scared yeah. to go to church because I was like, I don't know what they're going to do at church this yeah. Sunday. And if they don't acknowledge the fact yeah. that those who have lost a child or even those who don't have biological children but have spiritual children, if they don't acknowledge them as moms yeah. today, yeah. I'm going to struggle. Yeah. Like, I was scared. Oh, yeah. no, I remember day. I spent more time praying for you on Mother's oh. Day than, yeah. like, I mean, really, oh, yeah. because I was yeah. just, it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks, like, what this means yeah. Yeah. for you. You know, yeah. mine can just be my kid brings me a card. Yeah. Right. That isn't what was going to happen for you, and yeah. just kind of grieving that with right. you. So you know, so I did. I just, you know, again, because I'm a super good friend. I was, uh, I was <laughs> Basically, what we're trying to get to in this podcast this is, is really, if you don't have birth heels as a friend, really, you'll miss an hour. Just missing out. Oh That's God. so sad, guys. Can I Sorry. say one more thing? <laughs> and well, I will say, like, not let's acknowledge Father's Day too. 100%. Yes, I was oh, so yeah. grateful yes. for the people who reached out to yeah. my husband on Father's Day. That's and were good. Just like, you That's know. right. That's good. Mercy Multiplied is a free of charge Christian residential counseling program for young women between the ages of 13 through 32. See how one of our graduates left college to get help. I was nervous because I did not want to leave school. Again, that's the hesitations of what are people going to think? Am I ever going to catch up? People have paid money for me to be here. I've paid money for me to be here. Is this really the plan? Is this what I should do? It definitely was worth it because you have to go through that process of becoming healthier so that when you do graduate from a college, you can pursue what he's called you to pursue. Um, don't quit don't give up, don't give in, then he's going to lead you and he's going to guide you and he's going to bless you. And on that same note too, like as Brooke was talking about, don't, gosh, it's so hard because you don't want to say the wrong thing. And so I think we err so much on the side of silence because we're so afraid. And sometimes, and so sometimes we do, we say the dumbest things and it does cause hurt and wounds. But I've also found that if I, if I feel a pressing nudge that I need to at least reach out and say that I'm thinking about you to, to lean into that. And I have a, a dear for your friend. Um, they still have not gotten pregnant and it is looking like they probably will not. And mother's day is incredibly painful so much yeah. so that she doesn't come to church on yeah. every month. You know, I know a lot of who don't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so I was, yeah, because just because it's so that day is so inundated at church with specific gestures for moms and yeah. no acknowledgement of those other things we just mentioned are made. And so I just, I mean, I felt really pressed by the Lord that I needed to go. Um, I needed to bring her flowers. And I was like, this is going to be so awkward. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to, I just, because it, I knew it was like, and I, and I had kids, um, but I did it anyway. And I, there's some things that I've done that I've really regretted. Um, but that was not one of them. Mm -hmm. And so that may, I don't know, you have to look at your own friendship and, and see what would really minister to them, but maybe even consider like going to them on that day and 
blessing them with something. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's not what would speak to them, but just, I don't know. There's, yeah. It's just, that's a hard day. That's to hard act day. like, to act like, uh, a man or woman on any special day like that, who's either struggling with infertility or has lost a child, isn't already thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. Nonstop is ridiculous. They're already you bringing it up, or blessing them, or sending them a text or whatever. It's not going to be like, oh wait, what? It's Mother's Day. I hadn't even thought about that. And now because you texted me, I'm going to be a hot mess. Yeah. No, right. no, that's good. That's yeah. not going to be the case. That is good. Yeah. So um, I think that's that's I I love that you did that, Rachel. Makes yeah. me happy. Um, so sorry. Anyways. We're about to. I'm about to jump into a point oh, that do I'm gonna. I'm gonna stay calm, everyone. Gonna Meanwhile, I'm gonna be fanning myself. I'm gonna something <laughs> start getting hot. Anybody who's been to an Empower workshop listening knows what's about to happen because I get really fired up about this one. But specific to this topic, because it was where I played out for me. One of the things that we always teach people at our Empower workshops, just as a whole, is to please take the phrase, this phrase, out of your mm-hmm. vocabulary. And that phrase is. I completely understand what you're going through or I completely understand or I totally get it. Uh, Please take that just out of your overall vocabulary of life. Um, But I will say that specific to this topic because this is where I was most wounded by Mm. this phrase. Um, And again, I'm, I'm kind of talking from a woman's perspective and a lot of women who came up to me found, you know, once they found out that we lost our baby, would come up to me and say those words. They would say, Hey, you know, I heard, I heard about your loss or I saw or whatever, you know, I I know I just want you to know, like I completely understand what you're going through because we lost a baby too. And so what that said to me, uh, was that because you completely understand what I'm going through, then my story has no value because you get it. And that's not true. And internally I would be like, but you don't, (laughs) you don't completely understand what I'm going through. You you know, aren't me first of all, but also you don't have the backstory that I have just like, I don't have the backstory that you had. I don't know how long you tried. I don't know what the circumstances surrounding your loss were just like you don't know mine. So please, I know that that was coming from such a good heart, um, of people. And I I know some men who said the same thing to my husband, Mm -hmm. um, or this, I'm talking specific to loss, but if it's even infertility, if you know a couple that's really struggling and you and your husband struggled with infertility, don't go to them and say, we completely understand what you're going through because you don't just like they can't understand what you went through. Every, every story is very unique. And what that did to me, I actually wanted to know that there were other women who would walk this road. Mm -hmm. I really did. That was actually very encouraging to know that. But when they led out Mm -hmm. with, I completely understand, then it shut down my story. It shut down my experience. It shut down my emotions. Like, I don't even need to tell you how I'm feeling right now because obviously you completely understand. And so I'm not saying don't share that you've walked that road or that you've experienced it. It's actually, that can be very helpful for people to know that, but please don't lead out with that statement. Please don't, um, invite them to share their experience, invite them to share their story, um, by saying, I completely understand from the get go. It just shuts them down and devalues their own unique story. So do you feel like though, if someone had said to you, you know, we walk through, something similar just kind of mm-hmm. left it at that for you to have like, a place of like I wish that that would have come in after I'd shared like right. yeah invite so basically and someone comes up to you like I'm so sorry or I heard what happened and kind of let you, you share what it, yeah how are how, you? you know and then after that yes. that's really good because we're not leading in with you know you like Snickers I like yeah, Snickers right. like it's not yeah that whole mm-hmm. 
thing and some of you are laughing but some i mean that really is what it is sometimes we want to connect on our stories yeah but it, then it becomes less about the person. Yeah. Like yeah. that time that I'm talking about you and then I talk about how good of a friend I am. See? <laughs> We're just circling back here. Now. Right, right. No, and I say that really to be funny, but I think that that's, yeah. that's a really great point. I think some people, we don't know what to do. And so if you just get, let them talk. Yep. Invite yeah. their story, experience, yeah, emotion. And, let them share what their yeah. story has been. Yeah. And then to know, like, you know, my husband and I walked through our own loss or our losses too. And, and, and then... Yeah. Then after I was able to share with them what my story and my experience was, yeah. I wanted to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And you probably like, had okay, questions not alone. for them. Yeah, absolutely. They were wonderful sources yeah. of encouragement. Yeah, it's really because good. at that some is- level they did get it. They understood the pain, right? But they didn't completely understand my experience, right. just like I didn't there. So, um, and I, I would also just say with this, like church as a whole, please don't be afraid to create a culture in your church of initiating conversation around these topics for whatever reason they really do sometimes feel so taboo and like we don't want to talk about this we don't want to bring it up it's too hard it's too painful and you know what there are absolutely people walking this road that are very much wanting it to be private mm-hmm. and that is 100% okay but let me just tell you there are a lot of people walking this road who would give anything for someone to engage them in conversation about mm, it. Yeah. And so I, that was me. Like I wasn't someone who was very private about our pregnancy, therefore I wasn't going to be private about our loss and I knew that was a risk, but that was me. Yeah. I need the community, I need the conversation. And so it makes me sad that it's such a kind of like don't like hush hush topic sometimes within the walls of the church just because it can be so sensitive and some people are so private about it. For those who are let them be. But don't create an environment where it's not talked about at all and it's not addressed at all. Um, I mean, engage in people's stories. Consider support groups. I actually mm-hmm. really probably would have enjoyed yeah. a support group of people who had walked through loss. I really do. I think I would have personally enjoyed it. Some people may not. But just engage with people that you know who are struggling, um, who've either lost babies or, or are really struggling to get pregnant. Like, just talk to them. Talk to him. Open it uh-huh, up. Yeah. Let it be a thing. I was, man, after we lost our baby, I was like, I am bound and determined to stop making this such a hush-hush thing. Mm. And for people to be shamed because they told people they were pregnant too early. Oh, yeah, that's Like, awful. don't tell people right. too early. Oh, you're already telling people? That's risky. Yeah, I that's know so it bad. is. Right. I'm actually doing that on purpose. I have critical thinking skills. Yeah, I and there's... Think through this. Honestly, like, after yeah. we lost that first baby, my husband and I looked at each other and we were like, when... In Jesus' name, we get pregnant again. Yeah. We will tell all the exact same yeah. people. In fact, there's probably more people we'll tell next time around, mm, and we'll good. tell them just as early yeah. because those were the people that surrounded us. Yeah. So stop perpetuating this idea that it's a it's a reckless thing to tell too many people too early. Let people make right. their decisions because yeah. that's going to be the support that comes around yeah. them if that's what they want. That's so Because so it's yeah. okay if people are hurt and sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Really you know, is. like I think yeah. the effort is to communicate like because you don't want someone to be hurt, but it's mainly because we don't want to be uncomfortable with you being hurt. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's selfish and I've, you know what I'm saying? Like really. And so I think there is a place of, it's okay if that's what people choose to do, love them, let them do that. And then for those who don't, yeah, bless you as well. Like that's right. It's their call. Yeah. That's right. And don't shame them either direction on that. And even what you said about people who are private, you know, most people, guys, if you're approaching somebody, you can tell if they don't want to talk about yeah. it. All you got to say, hey, call me if you need me. Love yeah. you. Praying for you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. social cues are very important. <laughs> yes, we just pay yes. attention to those things. Yes. And you'll, you know, you don't have to worry before you engage of what will happen. Yes, if that makes sense. If you're yes. just kind and gentle. 
Yes. And you can kind of pick up what they need from you yeah, in that moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's good. Okay. So I'll, there's only one more thing that comes to mind for me personally, but, um, you know, one of the things that was the most helpful for me was after we lost the baby, the people who followed, like, I was so grateful for the initial support that we received. Um, but I was even more grateful for the support we received three, four, five, six weeks, six months mm. after that was almost more valuable to me than those who came around us initially, mm. because there comes that point and everybody knows who's grieved, whether it's the loss of a baby, the loss of a parent, sp- a spouse, whatever, like, you know, that there's this threshold where everybody else just seems to get on with life. And now you're somehow expected to just be okay. Mm-hmm. And nobody's following up with you anymore. Nobody's asking how you're doing. And so, man, and especially if you've never walked through this kind of pain before, you don't realize how long lasting it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and you think like, I mean, you just lost a baby at, you know, six weeks. You've never even met the child. You never even felt him kick. Like it's, it's six months later, you should be okay. You know, and that's just not always the case. Mm-hmm. And so keep following up with those people. I will say there's this really cool site that we discovered and a lot of people haven't heard of it. It's called Laurel Box. It's like Laurel, like the name of girl, laurelbox.com. It is a tree too, right? Like a laurel yeah, tree? Yeah, I think there's a, a bush tree or something. Yeah, logo. There's like a nature thing with that. It I don't is, know about either of these things. It is a really <laughs> cool site that is specifically cool. like dedicated to gifts um, and like just kind of tokens of love for people who are walking through this specific pain and this journey. They have, they even have like boxes that you can buy that will like auto ship on certain dates for that person. So like, I mean, you can get this big package. That's like, you can send them a package now and then their package will be delivered on the due date of the baby and a package will be delivered on mother's day and like in a package at Christmas. I think like it's just really, really sweet. It's just something that a lot of people haven't heard of. And, um, I just thought it was so cool. I've kept it in mind for sure ever since our experience. But, um, but in that, when I, when I just talked about like engaging people, opening the conversation, as a general rule, we talk about this at Empower for all people, but especially with this one, if you are if you are feeling your own intense emotions about someone else's journey or loss, maybe save those to express them not around that person. Um, because here's the thing. There were some people in my life that I was like, I don't even know that I want to be around them right now yeah. because they get so emotional about this thing. I'm trying to handle my own grief sure. and my own emotion. I can't handle anybody else's right now. Right. So when people maybe teared up with us and expressed that kind of empathy, like that was very sweet and loving. But for those who got like really emotional about it, I'm like, yeah, no, I can't handle your emotion. I'm trying to deal with mine right now. This was right. our story and our loss. Like, And so I'm just saying be mindful of that. If you're like, this is really fresh and I'm going to come undone around this person if I don't, you know, like just save those intense emotional moments for another time and place. Yeah. yeah. It can, it can like not be helpful for people. You think it's going to be helpful. Like I'm going to get around and I'm just going to weep with them, you know, like weep yeah. with those who weep. I'm just going to weep. Like sometimes yeah. that is not helpful. Not what they need. Um, and not, yeah, not yeah let's just need. go metaphorical <clears throat> on that first. Yes. I'm not saying it wasn't, but you know, it yes. was, yeah. let's yeah. just do that. Yes. Yeah. That's really good. No, that's good. That's good. Uh, and Mel too, maybe some of the cliche statements, like we had talked about in other, or we've talked about other times, especially that I understand. But, um, I mean, you know, stuff like as soon as we stopped trying, God gave us a baby. Lord have mercy. <laughs> and even how many people told me that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you just need to stop trying as long it was, it was when we stopped trying that we got pregnant. Is that oh, how okay. that works? <laughs> if you, if you don't think about it, you're thinking about it too much. If you stop yeah. thinking about it, you'll get pregnant. Really? 
Yeah. Like, as if it's my mental... And also, just this whole idea of like, oh, so I'm supposed to completely shut down the greatest desire of my life right now. Yeah. I want to have a baby more than anything in my life right now. And you're telling me, just stop thinking about it. Yes. Okay. And it's your fault you're not pregnant because you're Mm -hmm. thinking about it too much. Like... Not helpful. Yeah, no, it's not. And and I'd say along those same lines. Um, and the word of God is powerful and active, and it never returns void. But <laughs> quoting a scripture at an ill-timed moment can be really painful. Oh. I, mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, yes. tell them about a loss, and then someone will go, "Well, the Lord giveth and taketh away." And stop. And like I get, you know, it's just. You know, you know what's know? fun <laughs> when people say stuff like that? I tell me more. Explain that further, because uh, uh-huh. you're just saying words, uh-huh. and yes. it's not because you thought it would be a blessing. No, you just it's, feel like that's you. the Jesus that's Christian Jesus thing, thing to, to do. Yeah. Super not, super yeah. not the Jesus thing to do. Yeah, in the moment. Yeah. No, yeah. it's so true. Just and proposing that, yes, one hundred consideration. Oh my gosh! And here's the deal. And I know because I'm one of those people. And Brooks already said this, and I feel like I'm being reminded by the Holy Spirit today. We don't like when people are in pain. We don't, and you know what, just be honest, I don't like silence, okay, y'all? It's awkward. Yeah. Okay, it's weird, and I want to fill it with my verbiage so that it doesn't feel weird. Sure. But you know what? Sometimes the most kind and gracious thing you can do is is not fill it with anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you're, there's nothing you're going to say anyways that's going to fix that pain or that loss. Yeah. Um, yes. So, so don't, and be okay with that. I mean, again, Brooks already said that, but be, be okay that you're not the one that that's going to be able to fix it yeah. in the moment anyway. I genuinely don't remember a single specific thing that a single person told me, that's right. but I could probably mm-hmm. list off everybody wow. for you who reached out. Wow, yeah. wow man. That's good. I man. mean, I don't know. I don't remember any words. Sure. Cause nothing, like you said, nothing was, nothing was fixing it or taking the pain away, but I like, I really do remember those who were so good at following up with yeah. us and reaching out. Yeah. And unfortunately, I actually do remember those who didn't, you yeah. know, that I was wow. like, wow, yeah. I mean, we were hurting. Yeah. We were really hurting. That was the darkest season of my life. And I didn't hear from you like right. at all. And that, that can be, that can be really hurtful and painful. So sometimes literally it was just the people who would just say thinking about you today. Yeah. That was the text. Yeah. That was it. Okay. I'm on somebody's heart right now. I'm not right. alone. Yes. That's all I needed to know. That's good. That's yeah. all I needed to know. So there's no magic phrase there's no I mean I was even when you were talking about cliches I think that because again it comes from a heart of wanting to make people okay and so oh I can't do that so if you're a fixer then ask them hey can we bring you dinner like there's some practical things that you can do that don't involve you coming up with some life-changing thing like (laughs) well you know you can always adopt or whatever I'm just saying I've heard it a lot. I'm already hot over you know, here. I but I mean, but yeah. we think that we're going to yeah. be like, that's hopeful. Yes. You know, yes. and so, but, but the pieces, if you want to do something, there are things to do. Yeah. Hey, I know you guys haven't gotten out in a while. Um, here's, you know, a yeah. gift card to the movies or, yeah. or, you know, or just ask, would you like yeah. us to give you dinner? Can we, can we take you out to the movies or can, you know, just that kind of Y'all thing. brought us some gumbo. We did. Nice. We did bring you gumbo. That's you are our, such a good that's friend. Really, <laughs> That's really Scott. That's technically, yeah. yeah. But I did organize that happening. Yeah, you did. So (laughs) I get some credit. But do you know what I mean? But there are things you can do so you don't feel helpless. Because sometimes the fixers, you know, we feel helpless Mm -hmm. and we want to be good to you and we don't know how. And so just ask, can we bring you food? Can we take you to the movies? Because guess what? You can go to the movies with people and you don't have to talk. Mm-hmm. So you don't yeah. have to sit there yeah. and feel sad or, mm-hmm. you know, there's just other things or, I'm, Hey, I'm bringing you flowers on mother's day. Just little things yeah. or a text. 
So, yes, you know, we do all really know how to be good to people. We just forget sometimes when we're sad. We forget. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. Man, well, I hope this was maybe enlightening or encouraging to just people who who maybe, I don't know, for some of you listening, I, I am sure there are people listening right now who are smack dab in the middle of this. And honestly, I, I handled this topic so gently and lightly just because it can be so incredibly painful at the deepest places of who you are. So my hope and prayer is that we at some level did it justice today and that we represented, um, your own hearts and your own needs in this season. Um, but also for those of you who, you know, are on the other side of that, who've maybe had kids and, or maybe you've never experienced this at all, um, that there would just be a reminder of really how to best love people, um, in this place. And really just as a church, as a whole, um, as we said, create a space for this conversation, Please stop making it taboo. Please stop making it off limits. Please stop assuming that no one wants to talk about it because it's such a private matter. Mm-hmm. Again, just be respectful of what people want and, and be curious as to what people want. Mm-hmm. That's good. Ask the questions. Um, yeah, and just engage in this because it's too quiet. I just feel like this is a too hush-hush of a, of a conversation. So before we wrap up this episode, I do want to say... And I want to say this with as much sensitivity as I possibly can um, for those who are really walking through this very thing right now. I know we just sat here and literally listed off all the things don't to do or don't to do, don't do, don't say, quit with this, quit with that. And some of you listening may be like, "Uh oh, <laughs> like I say that what stuff do I all do? the time. Yes. Like, what do you mean? I can't say that anymore. And so, um, our desire was not to guilt you or shame you if these are things that you've said to people. Mm-hmm. But I do want to say that for everybody on the kind of other side of the equation um, who maybe are receiving these words that aren't very helpful or that maybe even are a little bit hurtful, I really think it's important that grace gets extended both ways. Yeah, um, that's good. Because I knew going into it, like when we lost the baby, I was like kind of kind of geared myself up for some, you know, words that were not helpful. Like you just got to know that that's going to happen. And we're talking about infertility and loss right now, but this goes for any life stage that you're walking through. That's hard. Yeah. The death of a loved one. I mean, anything at all, people are going to say the wrong thing. Yeah. Go ahead and anticipate it on the front end. Cause here's the thing, because I anticipated it and because I was receiving what I most needed from the Lord, those words kind of stung or maybe were a little annoying Um, but they didn't crush me. Okay. Don't be like so incredibly sensitive about that, that it's like you have destroyed my life by the words you said, because here's the thing. If anybody's saying any of these things to you, odds are really, really high that they really do actually care about Mm -hmm. you. They really do love you. They're trying their best. They want to help. They are not set out to like, what is the most hurtful wounding thing I can say to you? I'm going to say it. Yeah. Okay. I just give. Give us some grace, grace and be expecting it because it's probably going to happen. Yeah. I just think it's important. We've talked a lot about grace one way, but I do think it's important that we talk about grace the, the other, other way. way. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was good, ladies. Um, so, man, we're going to be diving into more topics, y'all. This is... Whew. We need to feign it's in not, here for all of this conversation true. going it's on. It's true. I mean, this is just, you know, some of this is just not light stuff, but yeah. I, I'm really I'm encouraged by some of the things that we've already covered in this series and excited about what we still have to dive into. So we hope that you will stick with us and join us next week. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. 
Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.